was just amazed at the courage that people showed at that Alamo mm-hmm. and thinking, man, Lord, I really need an influx of courage mm. to be able to stand in my truth and not be moved. Amen. Yeah. And it comes with being nurtured by, by the Father. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us our dear friend, Rona Sparopoulos, who is going to share with us at Global Outpouring Convention 2023. She's going to be one of our speakers. And we want to hear from her today what God is saying and what God is doing, what she's seeing as she ministers around the world. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad that you're with us. We just know that you're going to enjoy this lively discussion that we're going to have, because it's always lively when we have Rona on. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and before we get started, we want to encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and be sure that you subscribe to our email list if you haven't done so already, so that you can be notified when we're doing things, when we have events coming up, when we have a new podcast, when we have a sale in our bookstore. And if you click on the events tab, you will see that our Global Outpouring Convention 2023 is up and ready for registration. And you can sign up and come to the beautiful Ozark Mountains to enjoy this beautiful, beautiful place. Enjoy the Valley of the Angels. If you want to stay down here with us, we have uh, some limited amount of, uh, of places to stay. And there's lots of bed and breakfast places and motels in the area. This is a tourist area, and everybody loves it to come to Jasper. So um, be sure to sign up for that and do it soon because the space is limited. So Rona, we, we are so glad that you're with us today. It's always a delight to have you with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I always tell everybody how good you and Philip are to talk to on this chat because you just Pull information out of people. <laughs> You're enthusiastic. You make me enthusiastic. So I'm happy to be on here. Okay. Yeah. So you've been ministering uh, around the country. Have you been out of the country recently? No. Just last year in September, I was in Ireland and went to all the revival places in Ireland that just made me so hungry to see those outpourings at those Irish monks had yes mm, yes makes you so hungry yes same places where they walked and how they invaded europe and transformed europe and brought back civilization and brought back christianity and had outpourings of the holy spirit you know they they didn't give up they just kept going and going they mm. didn't count their lives they weren't protecting their lives they weren't full of self-preservation they just went and went and went and poured out their lives willing to die for for christ it was just challenging 
And yeah. uh, when I went into the museum at Bangor, you know, it's it's a little museum, and we walked around looking at various artifacts of Bangor. And then it came to the area that talked about the revivalists and and how there were outpourings of the Holy Spirit and the years of prayer and praise and worship that went on there and these incredible men and women of God and how they they founded uh, monasteries, they founded schools. And at one point, St. Columba had, when the darkness came into Europe, they burnt all the, the books, the history mm. books, any kind of classics. But wow. these monks had written them up and people were, were sending their, well, it was mostly nobles and kings sending their sons to their school to be taught about civilization and ancient history and the classics and how they transformed the world. I just read all of this and you could feel the spirit of God in that museum. And I just went into travail right there. The wow. wow. Fortunately, there weren't many people around, but um, <laughs> the people that I was with, they kind of slowly left the room and I just piled my eyes out, travail for Ireland, <laughs> travail for Europe, travail to see another outpouring of the Holy wow. Spirit. Oh, Jesus, we need it so badly. Yes. yes. I mean, the oh. world's got weird. It sure has. You need well, a plan nine. Yes. Well, that is contending for the outpouring. Then that that's what that's what this podcast is all about, contending and equipping and engaging. And you've done all of those things. You've yeah. you've taught in, in a Bible school in Africa, in I think you and your coworker Myrno basically ran the school, didn't you? Yeah, we did pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, you're engaging in the outpouring in these days. So tell us what God is doing. Did did you have meetings in Ireland? Yes, we had two meetings, and God really poured out his spirit. It was just tremendous. The Irish are such beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And I was with uh, Kevin and Rose Sambrook in their church, and they're so hungry. They're, they're just so hungry. But what really amazed me I was with my brother and his wife in Bangor. I met some of the neighbors, and some of the neighbors came to supper, and we chatted together. They came to meet my brother's sister, of course. But they knew nothing about that part of their history. Oh, wow. Absolutely nothing. It was heartbreaking. you know. And, and we opened the whole thing up to them about their own nation and wow. how what a historic nation they have. And what a nation filled with the power of God and how they needed to pump the cloud. Yes. Because mm-hmm. these yeah. were even Christians. How they needed to pump the cloud and walk through these areas. I mean, Ireland is unbelievably small. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> loud. And um, walk through these areas and just begin to, you know, wherever you put your foot, that God will bring an outpouring. Yes. Yeah. And I read, uh, I was reading recently Revelation chapter one, uh, where it talks about, I forgot the English word, I'm going to say it in Greece. <laughs> you know, the revelation of Jesus. And he said in Revelation one, verse 13, 
And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. Wow. Mm. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had his, his hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And, of course, uh, John says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. <laughs> yes. Mm. But when I read that, I was thinking, you know, I was meditating. Why was his, why was his feet like brass as if yes. they burned in a furnace? Yes, I've been pondering that myself. Well, in Ezekiel, it talked about God's throne and how the base of it is like it was like a burning fire when it came down on Moses' mountain. Mm -hmm. It's not in Ezekiel, but, yeah. but in Ezekiel, it talks about the wheels underneath the throne. And we know the cherubim were under there, but the wheels, they were like, like turning glory, like glory that was the fire coming, enfolding itself. Yes. And I was looking at this and looking at that and thinking, well, the whole throne, the Father's throne, and Jesus is in him and he's in you know, it's this you and me and me and you and and Jesus being the interconnection of the Trinity. The whole base is a burning fire. You know, that's where he where they live. They live in that fiery, consuming, consuming fire, and he is in us. Yes. Yes. So that burning furnace everywhere we put our feet, it's like Jesus is putting his feet on there. And yes. the glory and the fire of God begin to explode out of that. Wow. So when we walk in areas, we're walking not just to ramble around and you know enjoy the scenery, which we do, but the Lord has so much been talking to me about purpose. So every place we put our feet, let's put them for purpose. Mm -hmm. At the yeah. fire that is burning in us because of the burning body of Christ, the, the one that is the glorious one, the one that rose up off that cement slab mm -hmm. <laughs> in yeah. Israel and just resurrected. And you can just, I mean, I, I caught a vision of this some months ago, and wrote it down. And what I saw was Jesus being taken off the cross and wrapped in, in a linen sheet. And it was Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus helping him. And they took him to the, to the cave and they put him in there, but with such honor and with such respect amidst their sorrow that they laid the body out and they covered the body with a sheet and covered the face with a cloth but they made sure that this broken body this body that was torn 
none of his bones were broken, but his body was torn. And that they made sure that it was all aligned properly. The head was aligned properly. And the arms were aligned properly at the side. And the, the legs were laid out straight as a form of honor and respect for the one that they loved. And they knew, they really knew was the son of God. And then they left. And they closed off the, the, the cave. And as I was watching the scene opening up before me, I saw that angels were in there. And they went through the two days, and all of a sudden, on the third day, this body started to glow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was glowing, and the glow started, and then it spread throughout the whole body. And then the body started to vibrate, and the angels they knew there was a plan because <laughs> wow. there's always a plan with, with the Lord. And they're watching this happening and they're just amazed. This is the plan. This is the plan because they didn't know what the plan was. Oh, my. So, anyway, with all of this frequency of, of light and glory going through the this dead body, it began to raise up off the cement. Mm. And the more it raised, the more violent <laughs> this light and fire became mm. and the whole body began to shake and it was like explosions of light and these angels i mean they'd been there they'd seen the glory they'd seen the throne room they'd seen many throne rooms they'd seen creation all sorts of things but they'd never seen anything like this <laughs> oh, wow and they backed up against the wall mm. and they were like whoa <laughs> <laughs> you never quite see this and it was almost too much of them because they'd never experienced this kind of power because wow. it was yeah. resurrection and nothing had been resurrected mm. until mm. that moment wow and all of a sudden this body came alive and stood upright and he, he just stood there and smiled at them wow wow Oh, it was so powerful. Mm. Wow. It was so powerful. Mm. And that resurrection, light, and power, and glory is what is in us. Mm. Yes. You, we can just surrender and let it mm. emanate out of us. If we can just go past our mindset, past the thing that resists. Mm hmm the emanation of God through us. I'm just seeing a little note here that I, I wrote. If we can reduce the resistance in our minds and surrender them to Christ, we will be able to see with purity and discern righteously. But are we willing to do this? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Because it's our filters mm -hmm. that stop us. The pure in heart shall see God. It's our filters. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. see things through a filter and we think, we think we've understood something, but we haven't. Because we're looking through this filter of prejudice, of pain, of trauma, of all sorts of things, of, of history, our own history. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking through. I'm just really asking the Lord to... <laughs> all that stuff out of me 
Amen. Me too. Pray wow. me clean heart because I want to see these outpourings. Yes. yes. I want to see wow. these incredible outpourings. Mm. Not just because we want to see God move and we want to just let him do what he wants to do, but people, there's so many people that are in need of this. There's so many people that need transformation. Yes. And the truth seems to be so far from any reality in the world we are living in. And we have to be bearers of truth, not only bearers of truth, but the truth that can be given in such a way with such a purity that is going to transform lives. Amen. 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 That is tremendous revelation. And I've been meditating on that kind of thing as well. Mm -hmm. There's just so much, but in Romans 8, I believe it is, that talks about how the flesh is hostile to the spirit. Yeah. And but uh -huh. but we're called to walk in the spirit. Mm -hmm. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 8:14. So that's the goal is that we be led by the spirit of God, but you're absolutely right about the mind being uh being in the way mm -hmm. because we we've been trained and you know our mind is still part of that fallen nature that is selfish and mm -hmm. uh, just wants to do everything for me, for me, for me. Yeah. yeah. So for if we're not moving in the spirit, that means we're just, we still got too much of the flesh hanging on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what causes a lot of Christians to be lukewarm because they're trying to live in a mixture of flesh and spirit and probably heavier on the flesh. Don't we call that riding the fence? Uh, yeah. You're gray. It's not black or white. Yeah. But yeah. It's, that's coming where there's going to be no more gray. That's right. Yeah. Black and white uh, are separating yeah. out of gray. Yeah. And I think the other thing is we try to discern and understand things with our mind, spiritual things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. When it's discerned by our spirit and the Holy Spirit in us that will speak to our mind and open it up. Mm. Yes. Wow. But we're trying to figure things out mentally yeah. with our natural mind. Right. And to lay that natural mind to rest, it's harder for brilliant people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Because they can think through a lot of things. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the one that opens up our understanding. He is the one that does it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And only he can do it. True. Because not everything can be understood by our minds. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Luke 24, verse 35. It was when Jesus was walking with the disciples. Is that the road to Emmaus? Yeah, it's the road to Emmaus. Uh, the road to Emmaus. It's he supernaturally unlocked the understanding to receive the revelation of the scriptures. Yes. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. In the breaking of the bread, he yeah. supernaturally unlocked the understanding to receive the revelation of the scriptures that he'd been talking to them about. 
I think in verse 27, it says he expounded to them all, in all the scriptures of the things concerning him as well. And in 31, and it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened unto us the scriptures? So as he opened up the scriptures to them, yes, he gave them understanding to receive the revelation of the scriptures. Yeah. Mm. Supernaturally. Absolutely. And everything yes. we read, we can put it together with our minds, link the words and, and link the meanings and link the scriptures. But until he opens up our mind and opens up the scriptures to us and opens up our understanding, we're never really going to know what the Holy Spirit is saying. Right. Yeah. We can't. And the scriptures are limitless. Yes. Plumb the limitless depths of the scriptures. You can't even argue that I am right and somebody else is wrong because maybe they got a different depth. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what you're saying reminds me of Ephesians uh, chapter 1, uh, 17 and 18. And this is pr Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he Oh, I got to keep going. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And you just described that. That's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Wow. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. These are the longest sentences. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what you're talking about. And I think there's a I think there's a really important thing that, a lot of times we fail to realize the responsibility that we have to pray for those that are that are newly converted, those that are young disciples, that they will have this understanding unlocked for them, that, that they will get this wisdom. And, and if mm -hmm. we pray for them, it will help them keep from backsliding. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, it, I think there's... I think the the church is really remiss that you know they they might say that uh, oh somebody got converted but they backslid, and the question is did you did pray they really for them? Get, yeah, uh huh. Did you pray for them? Did did you come yeah. alongside to help to disciple them? Yeah. But the opening of our eyes of understanding and and opening our minds to understand the things of God getting out of the worldly mindset. We have to renew our minds. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And new con converts need to be discipled. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the church that I gave my life to the, the Lord in, those older lady Christians, I mean, they were on you. 
<laughs> you didn't get away with anything, did you? They were on you. <laughs> you know, they would talk, okay, you've got the young ox, the new young ox, and the older ox, and we are yoked together, and I'm going to train you. <laughs> wow. Let's pray together. Come to my house. We're going to pray together, and I'm going to teach you how to pray. And that was just amazing. And, you know, you're converted in Christ, and you get a revelation of him. But starting to walk it out, you really need somebody to walk with you. Yeah, a mentor with no agenda. That's very good. Pour themselves into you. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that's lacking quite a bit. It is. It yeah. is. That reminds me of that uh, that movie came out a few years ago, The War Room. You mm-hmm. know that that lady was an intercessor, and she was looking for somebody to pour into, and she was praying, "Who who is this person, Lord?" And then the one came along, and it was a beautiful story of yeah. of the mentor teaching teaching the the younger woman how to pray and how to believe God yeah. and and trust and and I I th- I think there's a whole lot of people that are in their older years that have that ability to help younger ones come along and there's just been a lack of connection and we need to pray into that 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 God will connect those that have the good stuff to be able to bring the younger ones in you know mm-hmm. it, yes. it's cuz in these days what we're on the edge of the cusp of the outpouring there's a need for being thrown in the deep end you know <laughs> yeah. um, uh-huh. That that's kind of what happened to me. I got thrown into the deep end, and and a lot of folks that just got converted and joined this ministry. I just I see that they got thrown into the deep end, and and you know you learn to swim. You uh-huh. just learn to swim, and you learn to embrace what the Lord is doing, and and that there's always more. There's yeah. always more. There's always more. Yes, I'm, I got thrown into the deep end when I got Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't come out of Bible school. I just came off the, kind of came off the streets, you know. You <laughs> came out of the bowling alley. Came out of the bowling alley. <laughs> but that's what God wants to do. Yeah. He wants to have people that understand the ways of the Lord. None of us have it all. None of us. Mm-hmm. There's not any one person that has it all. But, yeah. you know, to help people get started, I'm just, I'm speaking to the listeners who have been walking with the Lord in a, a close way and you're studying your Bible and you're walking with the Holy Spirit, you need to start having Bible studies in your home yeah. and invite uh-huh. the neighbors. They, Whether they're believers or not, invite the neighbors and invite people that uh, you meet. Let the Lord lead you. That, but you've got a calling and, and God needs you in the front lines training people. Yeah. Absolutely. And one thing I like about the upcoming convention, one, thing, yes. one of the things, is that both your speakers, Etienne Blom and Tony Kemp, are though, of those that mentor individuals. Yes. Yeah, so uh-huh. fathers and mentors. And what they have, they are giving and raising up another generation. Yeah. And even uh-huh. And they're not afraid to throw you in the deep end. It's the it's the <laughs> yeah, deep end. I'm telling you, if you if you are hungry for God and you're you're wanting the the more so, this is the place for you to come. It's not going to be a great big convention in a hotel. This is this is a small, 
intimate group that uh, we're small because uh, we're just not ready to move back into a hotel. We used to do the big hotel things yeah, and uh-huh. hundreds of people would come. And a couple of times we had, uh, once we had 2,500 and once we had, number of times we had 1,200, but, but this is a small group. Um, because we have a small facility, uh, and, and we're in the sticks. So not everybody wants to come to the sticks, but this is an opportunity for you to connect with uh, a deeper stream, yeah, a stream uh-huh. that is going to help you to go deeper in God and to go where he wants to take you because he wants to take you deeper. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. And if you're hungry for the always more, mm-hmm. come. Come yeah. here. I remember saying, Sigi always used to say, is that you need a bigger transformer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, that holds electricity. You know, yeah. And it brings it in, and then it increases the voltage. Right, you know, right. To that. the next pole. <laughs> That's what will happen when you yeah. come. You'll get charged up in a big way. Yeah. And, and it's not charged up in a way where you, I mean, everybody you see adds all the, the time, you know, you'll never be the same, this and that. Mm-hmm. But you come here and you... You won't be the same, you know, it's because it's, it's, you have to experience it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be challenged for sure. Yeah. Even our conventions we used to have, we'd have so many people say, I've never been to a convention like this. Yeah. You know, where the anointing just flowed mm-hmm. and the way it does through the worship, through the, yeah. through the ministry. And, and when you get a caliber of people that have fasted and prayed like that, Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a it's another level. Yeah, it sets an atmosphere that's higher than usual. Yeah. There's a synergy that happens when you get Christians together. But when you get Christians together who have increased their anointing by fasting, it creates just a bigger synergy. Yeah. I remember Etienne, when he got up to speak once, he just said that the angels are here. They're just like stacked on top of each other. There are just so <laughs> many of them crammed in here into the room. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. There's the anointing for the nations. Yes. Yes. The ministry is for the nations and carries the anointing for the nations. And I always think about, um, you know, the flags, just looking at the flags and looking at the nations that people have been to. And, of course, we don't have as many flags as you would put up at a hotel. But when you're looking at the flags, I always think about the angel of that nation is here with that flag mm. representing that nation. Yes. And that is just an absolutely awesome thing. It is. It yes, is. So it's something to look forward to and just catch fire for the nations. Amen. 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 I, I remember that that through the years, so many people have gotten a call to the nations as they've been there praying over the flags. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have to do something. I'm not sure what yeah. to, in order to get more flags. Maybe we can up hang some year. up in the rafters. Or put them on poles. We'll, put them on poles, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out something. Yeah. So I know it might be a little soon to ask you about what you're going to be preaching, but I know that every single time that you have ever spoken at, at our convention or any other place I've heard you, that you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And and it's always challenging, and it's always anointed, and I'm excited to, to hear what the Lord gives you. Yes, amen. You know, something that has really been on my heart recently is, and I've been work, walking with the Lord for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I 
joined End Time Handmaidens in 1981 and worked closely with Sister Gwen and all of you. And so, I mean, we weren't exactly on the back burner. Right. <laughs> we were in the fire a lot of, a lot of times. Yes. <laughs> um, but what has been on my heart, I've always had this cry to walk in the fullness of my destiny. Amen. Even be, before I ever came to End Time Handmaidens, it was just something God put in me. But just recently, it's like God has said, there is a particular pathway I have for you to walk in. Stop looking at what somebody else is doing because you like to learn from other people, which yeah. is fine. Uh-huh. Learn from other people. Maybe they're going in, in a certain direction and somebody else is going in a different direction and you, you're learning from them and God is adding to you through other people. But we have our own pathway that God has given us. Yes. And what you're learning from other people cannot overpower what God is giving me mm-hmm. and the way he communicates with me and I have to walk in the fullness of confidence of that and follow his leading in that way, in the relationship I have developed with my father over the years, even if somebody else thinks they have a better way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I have to do, otherwise the Holy Spirit's not going to have the freedom to release himself. Mm-hmm. True. And what I'm speaking is not going to have the truth that rings true in the heavenlies Mm. because it's the particular truth that God has given me to present to the world. Amen. So God's honing me in. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. You know, we went to San Antonio to the river walk and took a boat down the San Antonio River. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Alamo. I've just learned how to pronounce it correctly. Mm-hmm. We went to the Alamo. And um, I was just amazed at the courage that people showed at that Alamo. Mm-hmm. And thinking, man, Lord, I really need an influx of courage mm-hmm. to be able to stand in my truth and not be moved. Amen. Yeah. And it comes with being nurtured by by the Father, spending Mm -hmm. time in his presence, just soaking in worship, spending time in the word, so that his truth, you're infused with his truth that he's giving me. Mm -hmm. And it can go deeper in me and deeper in me. And I can even say, I learned this from this person and I learned that from that person. But it cannot affect who I am in Christ and mm. my identity. Yes. I'm trying to stay focused on that. And at the moment, it's like a burning thing in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Get with the program and get let yourself be God's plumb line. Stand in that furnace of fire and let the Lord just do whatever he wants to do with you. Stand in the midst of that um, the pillar of fire that the Israelites were led with by night. And the cloud, remember, we always used to talk about Sister Gwen being the cloud. Yes. yes. <laughs> cloud is moving. Cloud is moving. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what she's doing. 
but to stand in that cloud by day and in the fire by night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And be who we are and stop letting our jolly flesh influence <laughs> what we're doing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're you're really right on the same the same trail that I'm on too. Uh the, the Lord was speaking to me recently about everyone is unique. And he has a unique plan, and it takes it takes everyone. It's like the body has how many billion cells? No two are alike, just like there's no two snowflakes alike. Yeah. And and so that's that's really that's really the same the same theme that the Lord is is giving both of us that we have to be ourselves. We ha- we can't be somebody else, and we can't. I mean, when when you're di- being discipled and you're you're in the early days of your discipling and before you've really connected with the Lord the way you will, it's okay to come alongside somebody and you know it's like learning to like a child learning to walk, and the parent is holding the child's hands and and that at that stage it's not a big deal to kind of okay I'm going to do what you do I'm going to be like you, but. As you grow up, you you realize it. I want to grow up to be like my father. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, yeah. it's it's been delightful to have you with us again, Rona, and I've really enjoyed this conversation. Mm-hmm. And and I'm so looking forward to having you minister to all of us at the convention. Yes. Yeah. So we want to encourage everyone that can to come here. Um, we will be streaming it uh, on not, our YouTube channel. And, but and, it's not like being here. No, it's there not like being here. So it'll be on YouTube and Facebook. But if you can get here, don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything stop you because this is going to be life-changing for you in a way that you can't even imagine. And so, Rona, we're looking forward to your ministry. Oh, by the way, I meant to mention your books. Um, and, and we had a little chat before we started the recording about how your book, The Blood Entrance to the Supernatural, is being translated into Chinese right now, and it will be released soon. That is really That's exciting. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's wonderful. So excited about that happening. I can't wait to have clean my hands and actually see it in Chinese. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Can you tell us the story of how the uh, the man from the book company in Taiwan found you? Well, he visited, he and his wife, he's a professor, I think in a Bible college. And he and his wife visited Sister Gwen years ago. Do you remember how many years ago that was, Sharon? I know I don't, but it's a long, long time. Yeah, well, she passed away in 2013, so. Yeah. <laughs> was way before that but my book was already out which was 2008 okay and, so sometime uh, after that i was there making tea for them and all the rest sister gwen was giving him her books to be translated <laughs> and then she looked at me and said why don't you give him a couple of copies of your book so i did and he was like why are you giving me a book <laughs> he was kind of <laughs> taken by surprise but anyway Two years ago, I was traveling with a friend. We had to catch a flight from Kansas City. All the flights from Kansas City were canceled because of bad weather. So we were stuck there in this horrible hotel. And I mentioned, I asked for prayer on Facebook. 
And then a friend of mine saw that post and she lived in Kansas City. She's a Chinese lady from Taiwan. And so she phoned me up and said, I'm coming to get you. Come and stay with me. So we went to her house and we were no sooner there for any amount of time. And she received a phone call from Taiwan and it was this Professor Simon. And he's saying to her, I'm trying to locate Rona Spiropolis and I don't know how to get hold of her. Do you have any information for me? So she said, well, she happens to be sitting in here in my living room. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'd never been in her living room before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we connected and he said, we want to translate your book into Chinese. Wow. And, you know, they sent me a contract and he said Beautiful. it will take about two years. And it's been about two years. And he contacted me a few days ago and said, your book should be out by the end of the month. Hallelujah. It's really exciting. Yes. It is. That is so exciting. So your book, The Blood, Entrance into the Supernatural, is a wonderful book about the blood of Jesus Christ. And the first part of it is all devotionals yes. that the Lord gave you. You you sat down to write a Bible study, and He started giving you downloads about the blood, and it's so deep and it's yeah. so rich. And uh, even Sister Gwen, who had written a book about the blood, read read it and said, "Wow, this is a lot of revelation that she had never seen before." Yeah. So I know people will enjoy that. And then your second book, Spirit Life Beyond the Veil is also absolutely wonderful. And I've been reading it for, oh, probably months now. I, I, It's not the kind of book that you just read through and sit, set it down and say, okay, I read the book. It's the kind of book that has so much meat in it that you want to just read a few paragraphs <laughs> and meditate on them and read them again and meditate on them and read, them, read it again. Because it's so full of life-changing material that that will help you grow in the things of God and grow in in what He wants you to do, grow in your relationship with Him, grow in your understanding of who He is. So yes, tell yeah. us how people can get your books. I have a website, booksbyrona.com. Otherwise, they can go to Amazon and get both books off Amazon. I have a children's book as well. And the best way to contact me is probably on Facebook Messenger or on my email, which is ronaspiro at hotmail.com. R-O-N-A-S-P-I-R-O, all lowercase, at hotmail.com. Good. My children's book, Rescue Angels. Yes. And I think we might have them in our bookstore too, don't we? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yes. You have so. one book in your bookstore. So. Yeah. We yeah. Do. Yeah. So you have you have multiple choice for how to get Rona's books, and I highly recommend them because they are just so wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rona, for being with us today, and we look forward to having you with us July 4th through the 7th, 2023. And if you're listening to this after those dates, you can go back to the archives in our YouTube channel, Global Outpouring YouTube channel, and you can watch the whole convention, but it won't be the same as if you could get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there'll still be some anointing and some life-changing material that will really help you to grow in God. So thank you so much, Rona, for being with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. 
Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.